0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Parks. Yo. This is Team Chat Podcast, a gaming podcast where we talk about the games that we love and why we love them, summed up nicely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll share some top three lists pertaining to specific topics. We'll have random conversation. We'll, meet, we'll even have reviews. We're doing that now. I would like to do another one. I would, too. We need to figure that out. We need to Got any it. review suggestions? Send us our way through yes. our fun Email at Teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, <laughs> follow us on Twitter and send us a tweet there and give us a follow at Team Podcast. Like our brand spanking new Facebook page. Mm. Which it's has been getting a as, lot of attention. Not
2: as new, it's, but it's it's still just as beautiful and it's, shiny.
0: Okay. It's brand new. It's just brand new.
3: Fine. The spanks are gone. <laughs> it, was, spank- it was spanking <laughs> the for a while. Spanks are
1: gone.
0: <laughs> but that, you can find that at Facebook.com slash Team Podcast.
3: If we were to theory at Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> Theoretically do another review as early as possible it'd be Dark Souls 3, wouldn't it? Probably. Doesn't that come out? Today? It does. No, it no, comes out next week, next April week. 12th. So the day this podcast episode comes out means Dark That's Souls 3 true. has been revealed or revealed. Released.
0: Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I can swing a I've never played Dark Souls. I don't know. I, honestly, I, know I have played... no idea how we would even attempt To review Dark Souls three because of how long it would take us to even get anywhere. I was about to say
2: like, there's no way I would be prepared to do it the day of. No way. No. No. Or even the day after. Like maybe. Or even a week after. Yeah, maybe a month after. after? (laughs) Uh, three months later. (laughs) Three months
0: later. Look for our review of Dark Souls three.
2: Three Yeah. Keep in (laughs) mind. It really
3: matters. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you go the wrong way, like Jared. (laughs) I'll never let live that.
2: I will help you. I'll I'll help you make sure you go. I
0: literally had the thought because of Dark Souls three is coming out. I was like, maybe I should just start over. Like you Redeeming whole gaming, your whole gaming just career? St- <laughs> no, no, just just just, just Dark Souls, and just be like, maybe I should start it over and have it te- have a fresh run.
2: So you never did try Dark Souls two, then? No,
0: I haven't played it. Dark so Souls maybe II you again.
2: should just start with Dark Souls mm, two, just get a, a totally fresh new experience. Leave that wrong direction of the first game behind. That's true. And just attack it head on this time, hopefully going the right way the first time.
3: Yeah, and redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should you can do, do that. it. I, I believe I, in you. Yeah, I might do it that point. Are you going to get Dark Souls three? I probably will. Yeah, Maybe you're not a Dark the, Souls fan.
2: I am a. I am a fan, but I'm keeping my. I'm still working through. Yeah, <laughs> the, sure. the, Really, the first and second ones, because, yeah. like I said, I, I'm bad at them and they're hard. So <laughs> like the <it's... laughs> only way
0: I could think of, if we were able to even. Try to review that game as if we got like a very like press copy from. Somebody. I could yeah, perhaps yeah, like, get yeah, through soon.
2: level one, maybe. Yeah, and that maybe a, get to
0: the first boss and be like, mm, but it's like from everything I've heard so far, it looks good. It looks good, but everybody's saying it's harder than the first one. Really?
2: Yeah. Now this I also, can't handle any worse.
0: <laughs> this also might be their
3: last installment. Is also what I've heard. Ooh, yes, I'm pretty sure it you is. Know?
2: That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I feel no. like three is really a.
0: You don't go to
3: four yeah.
2: unless you're yellow. Yeah. We're Call of Duty. Yeah. Or God of War. <laughs> yeah. or, or Assassin's or, or Creed. Or literally any other game. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: But speaking of all this Dark Souls Three talk, you know who's a big fan of Dark Souls Three and anxiously awaiting know. its yes. awaiting its arrival is our good friend Brandon. And hmm. Brandon sent us an email in response to su- in response to last week's episode on DLC. Um and he sent kind of a longer email, so I won't it was it's awesome. It's a great email for our enjoyment.
3: It's like a few jerk.
0: It's a, it's a wonderful email, but I'm going to just give some can, bullet points on here. That Basically, uh, Brandon says that as far as DLC is concerned, I'm only interested in single-player story content, something that adds more to the lore and world I've invested so much time in and enhances the gameplay in the base game. I like it. And from software, the developers of Dark Souls mm. and Bloodborne are the masters of this. Every piece of DLC they make that they release is phenomenal, with Adorias of the Abyss being the crown jewel. Artorius? What? Artorius of the Abyss? Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Ah screw it. I'm gonna read this <laughs> <mail>. <laughs> It's good. What makes their DLC DLC great is that they take the expansions as an opportunity to improve upon what they did in the initial release. For example, dragons and dark souls aren't very fun to fight. In fact, they are quite tedious and boring, especially the Hellkite dragon guarding the bridge to the undead parish. But in the DLC there's a dragon called Calamite, and the fight with him is quite simply the best dragon encounter in any video game. Period. Whoa. Big words. Big words. That is a <laughs> fighting word. Oh. Alduin can suck it.
1: Uh, I, I agree. It is is very <laughs> tough
0: and very hard to read, but once you have him figured out, it is exhilarating to bring him crashing down. I'm not opposed to DLC as a practice, but I am opposed to how it's being handled by the majority of AAA developers like EA, Activision, and Ubisoft. Spelled E W W, Ubisoft. <laughs> Spelling was intentional. I'm that's not funny.
2: A uh, that's funny. Says, Spelling
0: was intentional. I'm not a fan of Ubisoft, but that's a topic for another day. Indeed. Who seem to want to nickel and dime their customers into permanent debt with season passes that offer <laughs> paltry debt. content? I'm we're looking at you, Battlefront, <laughs> and Destiny. I agree. Like, that's the part of the problem that we, we were talking about. Is like, mm-hmm. they, it seems that they're trying to make money at every turn by throwing in all these random oh, yeah. we had, things to we buy. the
3: whole topic we are talking yep. about. that.
0: In regards to Jared's assertion about time invested relative to the amount of money spent on a game, I don't think you can simply say, well, I've put 60 hours into a game, therefore I spent only a dollar an hour for entertainment probably an oversimplification my apologies if that's the case to me quality of experience is more important than quantity i would gladly spend sixty dollars on a game that lasts eight to ten hours or even less if the game is fantastic like god of war or half-life but i would be greatly disappointed if i spent sixty dollars on a game that is merely okay regardless of its length to be clear this is not a condemnation just an opposing view and i did not see it as a condemnation brandon because really, I honestly think that we were saying the exact same thing. Because no, if I spent $60 on a game that sucked, I would be very pissed off. Yeah. yeah. As I was more referring to like to games that I enjoy playing, not necessarily gaming as a whole. But just looking at it as from like, oh, I bought this game. I really like this game. And man, I spent $60 to 100 in it. Man, that was a great buy. Right. Yeah. right. And that makes sense. That's more of what I was referring yes, to. Yes, and I
3: see what Dylan's saying. You know. Or Brandon, No, oh, excuse me. Sort of <laughs> clarifying that.
0: Yeah. But no, definitely agree with you on that on that point. It is, it is a correlation of money spent slash quality of the game. Mm. And fi- finally, he just wants to oh oh, he says, now I do like CD Projekt Red as a company because of their DLC practices and their views on game development in general. I just don't like their games, though, which makes me feel bad because I really want to like them because I hold the company in very high regard. So I use their online store, GOG.com, to help mitigate my guilt. Mm.
2: GOG.com oh, is nice an excellent
0: website. What is that?
2: Yeah, it's I don't a, even it's like know either.
0: Goodoldgames.com. Oh. you can yes. buy some good old games for well, really cheap. Mm, let's they like Mogan's
3: putting yeah, in let's, their phone. No, they've got element. like
0: great deals on, the, on like The Witcher, the old the older Witcher games. Uh they've got tons of like old LucasArts classics mm-hmm, games. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I bought That's Stronghold, cool. uh, Stronghold Remasters on there. I love it. Definitely everyone should go check it out. Okay. GOG, well,
2: we will, I'm doing it right now.
0: GOG.com. I got to start
3: with Steam. At first I get my Steam account. I have both.
0: Steam Wait, did and you finally GOG. do
2: it or did you not? No, ah, I have you're not the yet. worst.
1: I'm the worst.
0: <laughs> and then he says, P.S. Wheatley is love. Wheatley is life. I'll hail Wheatley. Yes. <laughs> and P.P.S. All right, time to stop being a douche and hurry up to April 12th already. Dark Souls 3 isn't going to play itself.
1: No, Let no,
0: us know what you think true. of Dark Souls 3, Brandon. And as always, we appreciate the email. So now, moving on. Oh, what? Nothing. Oh, you looked at no, me like you were no. going to tell me something what no. you were looking <laughs> on your phone. Okay. Jared,
1: no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're
0: not ready to move on are yet. Are you
1: kidding me? But moving on
0: to today's topic, we are going to, as suggested by Brandon and last week's episode, we are going to talk about games that have exceeded our expectations. Yeah,
2: fantastic topic. Very I'm excited question. about this I am one. very yeah.
0: one too. And it was one that I kind of had to think about because there were a lot of games that came up in my mind that I was like... Like, Far Cry is a perfect, Far Cry 3 is a perfect example of one that, like, I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was going to be, like, an open world shooter, and when I got into it, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. It's pretty amazing. But I've talked about Far Cry 3 a lot, so I yes. didn't want to talk about that one again. Well, rarely does it happen that I go out and buy a game, and I'm like, eh, I'm iffy
3: on it, I'll get it, and then <laughs> it exceeds my exactly. expectations. So it's it's yeah. it, it's, it's it's tough, and that question
0: is difficult in that sense, because... Well, it kind of happened, though, with The Division. What did you tell me... When we were talking about buying uh, it, <laughs> buying it to before the uh, before I, division came out, what was yeah, it you it said? Was Cause like it was the, really funny. It was.
3: It was like the night before, and I said my expect. What did I say? I was like, my expectations are low, and. I know I'm going to be disappointed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was very, I had already like really pessimistic much, about Yeah, about I was like, I, decided I probably it, yeah. won't yeah. like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, but they'll get it.
0: But then we played <laughs> it and we both like it. Yeah. I do like it's it. It's a really so fun game.
3: That's an interesting thing to think about when we did review it like three or four episodes ago when I definitely went into it sort of, which you probably shouldn't do as a critic, but I guess I'm not a real critic. But I was just like, eh, I probably won't love I'm this. I'm probably going to hate yeah, it. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> hate this. We've it, been it, burned before. You know, I hate it till it proves me it's good. That's a good way to go up like That's an interesting, that's a
2: hard line to. To take is, guilty until proven innocent. Exactly.
3: That's the way I do it. With movies, music, anything. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: but, but anyway, it's... so jumping into our exceeded games, who wants to, I mean, games that exceeded our expectations, who would like to go first? Mogan does. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Dang it. Mogan does not want to go first. Then we're going to go as Zach. I'll
2: go ah. first. I'll
0: go first. Um, so
3: approaching this topic, I, like I just said, I had a problem because rarely do I go out and buy a game that I have no idea about and then am surprised by how good it is. Usually I go and I say, this game I know is something that's going to be right up my alley. Because like we were talking about the last episode, you know, putting out $60 is a big investment. And so I usually like to do research and know what I'm getting into. It's not like renting a movie. Um, That being said, well, I'll say this. My list that I made all comes from about when I was ages 12 to 15-ish. Okay. So I think that has a big thing to do with it. This was a time when my understanding of games was not the same as now.
0: And you wouldn't have as much access to information about a game Mm -hmm. as you do now. Exactly. That's also
3: a big part of it. And I just now I know more about games and kind of what I like and what makes a good game. This, I was just kind of like trying out a bunch of different games. For instance, I was really big into racing games when I was younger. And I still love racing games (laughs) a lot and my number three is a racing game and most people i think will know this game i would think it was hugely successful it came out at a great time at least for my age group and it was during fast and furious customization you could really you know, do anything with your car i'm talking about need for speed underground 2 the oh. second one okay any of you
0: guys ever played that i do not think i did no and Not anyway, that one. I don't really think I've played many Need for Speed. Really, I think I played. I think I've pretty much. I stuck to good old Cruise in USA on the '64 <laughs> oh and <my> gosh. <laughs> uh, and a couple of the different burnouts. I games. like
3: Cruise in USA. I love the soundtrack specifically. Uh, yeah. It's like it's that, good, that brings. It's a good back. classic. It is a good classic. I've only um,
2: ever played if somebody else had it. Like it's uh, what, never Need something, for speed? yeah, Need for Speed. Like uh, it's never something I've sought out on my own.
3: I guess I'm, I guess I'm a Need for Speed fan. I've played a lot of Need for Speed. And just it,
2: own it, own your fan. I guess I
3: should. I thought most people were. I think, I think nowadays they're kind of iffy, but for a while, like between like most one and Need for Speed Underground, Need for Speed Underground two, they were really just appealing to what I, I, I didn't know I wanted, but when I got it, I was like, this is what I want. You right. know what I mean? And so that's kind of in the sense that it exceeded my expectation because going into a game like Need for Speed Underground is... you're, it's not your average racer. Obviously, it's Need for Speed, and cops are involved, which I love. Anything that involves Hot Pursuit is amazing to me. I think I even mentioned that in the first episode of this. That's that
0: the only Need for Speed I played. It was on... Need for Speed uh, Hot Pursuit? Yeah, on the, yeah. On, the, on, the on mobile. P- okay, okay.
3: Yeah. So I played on, on mine on PC like <laughs> so way back in the yeah. day. It's cool. And <laughs> they're, they're steering their phones in front of me. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> was
2: really cool.
1: You
3: did that while you were driving, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah wildly swing the wheel <laughs> yeah. back
3: before. Um One of the biggest things about Need for Speed Underground 2, which spawned a real big thing for me in uh, racing games that I really... Every racing game, hence after I really wanted it to have, was the customization. The ability to take cars, do paint jobs, neon lights, rims, tires, hoods, anything. You could really get into such depth with the car. And that a little bit like modern-day shooters having customizations for your gun. It makes the car feel like your own. Anything yeah. with that level of customization from character development when you're making an RPG character or like a game like Need for Speed Underground 2, it has that same effect on me. It's like, wow, this is my car. It's not like anybody else's car, yeah. and that's special. I like that. And, f- and another game that I kind of want to do as an honorable mention is uh, Forza Motorsport. Now, I think I want it's, it's Forza Motorsport 2, I think, uh, where you could also have a huge layer of customization D- to the point of you essentially it's almost like you're in microsoft paint or you're in awesome. after effects you can like take images and use the xy axis to make them smaller or bigger and you can create oh your do
0: own. like like sponsor decals and you stuff
3: can, like that yeah and you can make them your own and you can have thousands of Laqua. layers Laqua. yeah you can have <laughs> yes, that's very delicious what we, and <laughs> <would> <laughs> like um so, but Need for Speed Underground 2 started that, and besides having the great customization, it was just a good racing game, and it was a time when I loved, like, the heavy soundtrack, the weather effects, the nighttime, like, just the, all that whole atmosphere of Need for Speed Underground was right up my alley. Now, going back to it, I will admit, I'm like, this is very much appealing <laughs> to, like, kind of this little kid in me which is cool though you know but i was right. it, it was really like you know it's like this cool like snoop dogg version of the doors song and i was like oh like snoop dogg's awesome but now i love the doors you know what i mean like times have changed it's like that wasn't snoop dogg's song that was the doors <laughs> song that he has now ripped off and like oh, i don't like how we've grown yeah you just kind of see those things um but again, Need for Speed, I think, has a big part in my life. And I don't play it as much anymore. The newer versions I have not gotten. I don't know if you just grow out of it or what. But these games, these older ones, almost constantly exceeded my expectations because they are able to expand in very interesting ways. For example, one of them... Need for... I, I'm going to forget the exact... Maybe it's Need for Speed, like Most Wanted 2 or something. You could deploy different traps as cops Ooh. or as criminals, either like helicopters, spike, spike strips is always a big one, roadblocks. And that will always, like I said earlier, that will always appeal to like the little kid in me. Is the hot pursuit aspect. Right. You know, that's. I think that's like the funniest thing in the world. I was like, how can a racing game not have cops? It <laughs> yeah, must have cops. I don't want to do NASCAR games. I don't want to be... Um, racing rally sport, even though that's kind of cool. Um, it needs to be Need for Speed. Underground. It is
2: too bad that Mario Kart doesn't have any cops. I know, but it's almost like
3: <laughs> it's every other player in Mario Kart is a cop. No, it's <laughs> the blue, yes. <laughs> blue, blue shell. The blue shell is the, the blue cop, shell is is cop and the robber. Mo- most it's accurate. Both. Um, but yeah, Need for Speed Underground too. It's it wasn't. It's a big game. I know people talk about it. it wasn't, but it's 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 number three on my list for a reason. You know, it was just like the original game that I wanted to just mention as just not understanding what they were going to do with the series, because they'd always been kind of a particular way, and adding the layer of customization was the big thing. And that was just so... I mean, I get lost in that stuff. Even though it was probably fairly limited compared to games nowadays, it was still my first real forte into that sort of game design. And... I loved it. And that was during like Fast and Furious was coming out. So cars, even though I was never a car guy, yeah. I still could pretend I was. <laughs> and that was that <laughs> Which was Which really is great nice.
2: because to be a car guy, you have to be able to buy cars and car parts, yes, and that was, yes, a lot more yes, expensive than video games. Yes,
3: <laughs> as, as I'm customizing my BMW M3, I'm like, well, this would be <laughs> super <laughs> expensive in real life, putting like a new $30,000 engine in it. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> Stuff like that. But that was a game, mainly, honestly, because in, in Forza, too, I, I didn't even race that much. I just would customize my car. And what was interesting about Forza, and I know this is more of an honorable bench, mention, but what was interesting about Forza is that I haven't seen another game do this. I'm sure they do, but you can make a car you can customize it and i made one with like tennis rackets on it and with like a tennis ball because i love tennis and it looked pretty <laughs> shitty i'm not going to say i was good at it i was going to i just say i enjoyed doing it yeah. and but what you can do you can take it to the online store and you can sell it for credit oh, that's you, cool. yeah you get the, and if so some and someone bought that car. Oh my! I don't God. remember. You can bargain. <laughs> it's like eBay. It's pretty interesting. You can. Wow. They have like a whole online like a marketplace. That's yeah. cool. It's really cool. So I someone sold it and I got like some credits and I was able to buy maybe like a Porsche or something. You know. Nice. So I was like, See? That's kind. That's cool. pretty cool. So, but going on with what Need for Speed Underground Two had in the aesthetics between Forza and Under- Underground are very different. Underground's much more like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, where Forza is much more like you know a racing simulator. Yeah, it's much more realistic. Right. So. Again, I've grown out of that, but nothing. I'll always have that part in me that loves the neon nightlife, racing, Vin Diesel, <laughs> Paul Walker, you know, kind of thing.
2: Your secret career path. Yes,
3: yes. It was. Uh, it was a great game. Me and my buddies clocked in a lot of hours playing that game. Nice. So that's that's my number three. Need to Speed Underground. Two, not one.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. No, I agree. I agree with something you said. For some reason, yeah, I played. A, I played more racing games as a kid, or racing style games as a kid. But then now, mm-hmm. now it's just like I. I look at it and I'm just like, I'll play that for an hour and then. Yeah, you know. there's something about. I mean, I love racing games. I, I do, but you do
3: seem to hit a wall pretty quickly unless. You are one of the players who I knew of or played against that are so talented at it, they would do the, they'd have like record times right. oh, on yeah. certain tracks. And that's pretty impressive to me. Or they would have the whole setup where they're like, have a racing wheel right. and the pedals and all that jazz. But you're right. You can only, only so much for some reason. But as I was younger. My attention lasted maybe a little bit longer for those kind of <laughs> games because Snoop Dogg was singing in my ear to <laughs> the s- s- sound of uh, uh, Riders of the Storm. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: something about Snoop. Yeah.
3: But yes, that's uh, that's so that's all. I, I don't talk about racing games that much, but I will hopefully. There's another one that I hope to mention soon called another Smuggler's topic. Run. Oh, oh my god, st- I've played, have you played Run. Smuggler's Run. Yes, that's a wonderful game. <laughs> yeah, that I was a that really game. fun game. Yeah, the physics in that game were insane. Never
2: yeah. heard of it. We'll, sa- we'll save it for another okay, time. Yeah, we'll okay, let save it. For, it. I, you know, I like to be surprised. And yeah. that,
3: that's an idea for a show that I wanted to do was just a free for all. Just pick any three games you want and just talk about them.
0: Hell yeah. Maybe we should do that sometime.
3: No topic, man. Because
2: cool. I have a lot of obscure games. I know. That it's we like, have not been able to get to Seriously. quite yet. And I would like to hear more about Smugglers. What now? Smugglers, right? <laughs> there we go. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> what were we talking about?
0: So, Mogan, what is your number three? All
2: right. So, I was actually able to reference it a little bit in the uh, episode before last where we were talking about characters, thanks to Dylan's question where he actually asked or maybe this was DLC I forget it all about was um, DLC. about emotional <laughs> yeah, I do this yeah, stuff yeah he asked about emotional games yeah that was last games. time oh, Okay, so. DLC never mind so he was asking about dl uh, emotional games that have had a big impact on you that you were surprised by and it jogged my memory of oh holy crap i love the professor layton series oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah i've right. played this, right? almost all of them i'm missing i think the two newest ones i have played halfway through one of them, and I have not played the other one at all, so that's too bad for me. I'm probably missing out. <laughs> but so um, the first Professor Layton game that I played definitely is the one that exceeded my expectations because I had none. So it was Professor Layton and the, oh gosh, I can't remember the name How at did all. you stumble upon the game? Oh, see, we're, we're getting to that. Okay. So first of all, I can't remember the title. Uh, it has something to do with clocks. And there's time travel, so you'll just have to bear with me (laughs) because I actually can't remember what the title was. (laughs) I just remember looking at the game and being like, okay... This is fine, I guess.
3: because I (laughs) can just see you as a little Mogan, like, like, what is this? So this actually
2: wouldn't have been that long ago. It was the third game in the series, so it was not that recent. I was probably in college. Oh, I thought you were like 14. No, so it was probably very late high school or early college, um, and I got it as a gift. So this is most of the games that have exceeded my expectations have actually been gifts or accidents. So again, these are mm-hmm. games that I wasn't able to preconceive notions about. They're ones that I had very little exposure to beforehand, and they just happened to fall into my hands, and I went, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So when you go into game with nothing, with no bar to compare something to, because now, compared to the third installment, I look at the other Professor of games and make a judgment based on what I played the first time. Mm-hmm. So it definitely that's what set the bar. But before that, I had nothing. So I received it as a gift, I think, for a birthday one time. And I was like, well, this isn't the Legend of Zelda game uh, that I <laughs> asked for. Late. I guess I'll <laughs> uh, play but it. But that's okay. <laughs> so trying to be a good sport about it. So I put It's a DS game, in case you're not aware. So okay. these are games for the Nintendo DS, more recently the 3DS, blah, blah, blah. So putting it into my DS, I was like, I'm not very smart. I kind of suck at puzzles. I'm not sure this is going to go very well. <laughs> already <laughs> so, you have so like already,
3: hesitation you yeah, like, this like is going to that's like me. This is going to be bad.
2: So like I'm <laughs> looking at the box going, "Oh god, these look really hard." And so <laughs> luckily the game like eases you into it. So for starters, right off the bat, I was blown away by the artistic style. So it is a very cartoonish look, but in a very sort of refined steampunk aspect. So it does have this very steampunk look to it, like Professor Layton and his apprentice Luke are both kind of styled to be almost like a pseudo... I mean, it's almost like Victorian-era dress, but more updated. Because doesn't like, he have like a yeah, top hat? He wears a top hat all the time. Yeah. He's an ultra gentleman. He is mm. the definition of a gentleman. He's a professor, actually. So he uh, he actually teaches yes. archaeology, because I he's think. He's a liar. His name at is at a, yeah. So he teaches archaeology at like a university in London at a made-up time because they have like a weird... It, again, it's very steampunk. So they have a weird mix of technologies, but other technologies are missing. It's not like Professor Layton pulls out his smartphone and looks up Google. Hey, Google, what's the answer to this puzzle? Like I do, frequently. I'm like, oh, God, I can't <laughs> quite get it. I guess I better <laughs> cheat. <laughs>
3: <Someone's> <laughs> I've, I've been reaction. on it for
2: four hours. I think I'm ready to move on. It's time to cheat. <laughs> so the artistic style immediately had me, and I was like, this is great. And then in addition to that they actually have a lot of voice acting. Mm-hmm. So usually when you're playing a 2D game, you're not really expecting there to be a lot of actual dialogue. You know, usually you're just reading, like little word bubbles or whatever. But no, they actually took a lot of time to give all of the main characters and side characters, like little characters who don't matter at all. They actually took the time to give them each very unique, very... um just a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So they have it it really grabs you immediately. You're like, "Oh, this is just a lot more than what I expected from a puzzler." Because a lot of puzzle games are like, "Oh, bejeweled. That's a puzzler," but <laughs> they don't have characters, they right. don't have voice acting. Right. It's like, "Oh, this is just more than what I was thinking it would mm-hmm. be." So in addition to that, the actual mechanics of the game are fantastic with the more um updated 3DS game. They've been trying to work more of like the gimmicky 3D into some of the puzzles, which I don't really like, but they haven't committed to that entirely. So there's still a good mix of the old 2D puzzles and the newer 3DS ones. But so for the third installment, it was almost all 2D and they get progressively more difficult. So when you start the game off, the first few puzzles that you do are actually rated in difficulty in like a thing called pickerats. So you get points called pickerats based on the puzzle. And it's like, oh, this one's worth ten. You know right off the bat that's going to be a really easy puzzle, and if you can't get it right the first time, you suck. You're just you're really <laughs> stupid. Playing you're just, now, you're just really stupid. So you should, it's only ten you, pirates. It's only ten pickerets. You should reconsider uh, progressing any further. So throughout the game, I think they can get as high as. 75 to 80 might be the most difficult ones. I'm guessing those are pretty difficult. They are really difficult. Because that's a lot of picker rats. That's a lot of picker rats. Now what happens is if you fail a puzzle, because they have like a definitive, eventually you finish the puzzle and you have to click submit. So like if you've decided that based on this little math-based puzzle, your answer is 45, if you hit submit... And you were wrong, which is always like very suspenseful because it'll like zoom out to the character that you are solving the puzzle, and they'll be like, "I think uh, well," and very then, reflective yeah, of you. And they'll like reflect on it, and then if you got it wrong, they'll be like, "Oh no!" Like they're very destroyed about it, <laughs> and like, you are yeah. also very sad, and you're like, "I'm so dumb. I'm an adult. I go <laughs> I don't to college. Play this game. I should know this, and you don't, and it's the worst." <laughs> so um, the, if you lose the puzzle the first time, it actually takes off how many rats you can get for the puzzle. So there's definitely an incentive to not submit an answer until you are really pretty sure that you've got it right. right. So you can get, I think as many as 15 points taken off of a puzzle. Cause mm-hmm. like if you submit it three times and you're wrong each time, the game is like, well, It can't get much worse. So they just stop taking off points. And then they also have um, a mechanic of hint coins where you can actually use these coins that you find throughout the game to buy hints, essentially, without Mm -hmm. having to turn to the internet. So you can buy as many as four hints, uh, three or four hints for most of the puzzles. And really, the third hint is the answer, more (laughs) or less. Like, you really shouldn't be using all three hint coins because you've done something wrong. (laughs) So it was just a really pleasant surprise. Like I was not expecting the game to be so emotional. I was mm-hmm. not, not expecting so much character development. I was not expecting it to look as good as it did. So just in, in sound quality, everything added up to be a really good game experience that I had no idea. If you've never played Professor Layton, you're missing out. Great, play the third one. I can't remember what it's called. We're missing out Jared. <laughs>
0: apparently, but apparently, like, <laughs> apparently. Uh, apparently we are. But I also know that like <laughs> I, I would. Get, I was about to say, Jared, don't play like, yeah, it. I would get very. frustrated by that game very quickly. Yeah, no, it's killing. It probably me, would not remember. exceed my expectations.
2: <laughs> no, oh, you slap in the face to you, you, would, you would
3: not be sell it. <laughs> we should try to. That'd be a good episode. We try to sell each other games. One game each. I'm going to try to sell you a game. Yeah. This is why you should play this game. Yeah. yeah oh, no. it was cool. Professor cool.
2: Layton and the Unwound Future. Oh, there we go. Something with clocks. I was you just calling clocks. it. I was calling it the Clock Game. The Clock so,
0: Game. Was, the, t- the Clock of
3: Time. Was
2: close. Oh, the second one is Box Game, and the first one I can't actually remember what it's called. I call it Ferris Wheel Game because there was a large <laughs> Ferris wheel that played a significant role. Exactly. Like that. Nice. That's so like my, I just my make my own, in Halo. and I think like the fourth one is Ghost Game.
3: Ghost game. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you played Hexic? Nope. I've
2: heard of it, but nope. I haven't played it.
3: Did you ever have an Xbox 360, Jarrett? Yeah. You did? That was one of the games it comes with on like the arcade. Oh, uh, okay. Like so yeah, game. I probably like haven't looked at it at no. all. Well, so That's probably that's why really, I haven't I would love to talk about that. Is that's that a, a good, good puzzler? It's a good puzzler, oh, okay. yes. yes. Not as emotionally in-depth. Does it have, do, no. does does it have do people? Puzzlers. Okay sometime yeah we should just let you guys talk about
2: well, it, I, was I was about to say what have. would you say yeah. jared? <laughs> i would just,
0: <laughs> just i would just moderate
2: you know what i'll just hand you my ds you can play <laughs> professor layton but and your this commentary puzzle will...
3: sucks <laughs> can we do that for an episode just play games <laughs> just play games yeah i mean why not you know if we all <laughs> have... I know. who's to say
0: um all right jared all right so, so you my three. for my number three it is game released in 2010 I don't think I played it until a couple of years after. No, am I playing this I don't know. Does but anyway, it is Dante's Inferno. Um. You, no? No one? Okay. Diablo?
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you said? Wait, no. Is it...
0: Dante's Inferno. What's
3: that? Dante's the one Inferno. With I feel like I actually do. Oh, Wait, no, wasn't I there a was commercial thinking... for Dante's Inferno on TV where they had that song playing that was. Um, F me. <laughs>
2: like, was that the song? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I was thinking, I feel you like meant they Devil had a May huge Cry. advertisement no, for it. No, not okay. Devil May Cry. Well, so, what is Dante's Inferno? I, think okay. I remember an
0: advertisement for it. I think I know. So, Dante's Inferno is a video, video game, obviously, based off of the Divine Comedy.
2: So, I, right. I was wondering if that would be correct or not. I yes. didn't want to say it and then be super wrong.
0: <laughs> no, which is what originally drew me to the game. I hadn't heard much about it. I'd seen it at like Best Buy and stuff mm-hmm. like that as I'd like gone to look at different things. And I was originally intrigued by it because um I don't know if I've talked about it before in, in all this. But, but growing so. up, my dad my dad was a uh was a pastor and all that stuff. And so I had you know, I have this religious religious background and everything. And so that interested me. in one of the parts of that and then obviously I, you know, I'm a huge history fan, as mm-hmm. I've talked about. So one of the things that has interested me is like how Early like medieval people in, or and everything viewed like you know the, like especially with the Catholic like Church natural, and all that stuff like yeah. it viewed heaven hell and all mm-hmm. that stuff and like mm-hmm. the various interpretations of it so that's what originally drew me to the game and I was like you know what I'll give this a shot
2: so have you actually read Dante's Inferno
0: I have not but oh, I just okay. knew, I just knew about it and knew yeah, of, you reading this for I knew yeah. yeah. about I what I knew what it was about <laughs> <I> knew, <laughs> in Cliff fact notes now version.
2: that I know there's a game. That's it's what I'm going to do. You, go. <laughs> you should borrow it.
0: It's for PS3. Now have, I don't which, have to play stuff, it. Yeah, but it's super fun. But anyway, so it exceeded my expectations because I, I, I honestly did not know what to
1: expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew
0: it was going to be a hack and slash and I knew that, or and button masher, so I knew similar to Devil May Cry in like God of War, which I would played God of War before, and I was like, I like God of War. And again, God basic of War had...
3: theme. Yeah, basic know?
0: theme. And again, God of War had a similar pull for me because it's, you know, mythology, but mm-hmm. still, like, history. And so... I put it in for those of you who do not know Dante's Inferno, or at least the game, is uh, Dante is a soldier of the Crusades, goes over to the, to the Holy Land, and um, but before he leaves, you know, he promises his fiance Beatrice that you know he'll stay stay true for her and all, and all this stuff, but he winds up going over to the Holy Land, and because he was told by the bishop that that you know by participating in the Crusades, all your sins would be absolved he does some bad shit,
1: mm.
0: <laughs> you know, he, Naturally. he slaughters some captives. He sleeps with a, with a, with a woman while he's there.
2: Alass.
0: And you know, terrible
2: husband and all she this stuff.
0: Yeah. And you know, basically a really bad dude. And so, but then they're, when they're in this one city in the Holy land, he is, you know, tasked with sending back this relic, uh, back to his home, his homeland. And, but as he's about to do it, there's like this breakout of captives and as he's fighting, and you're fighting them, that's how the game starts. You you start by fighting all these captives, mm-hmm. but then in a cuts it skips to a cutscene after a while, and you get stabbed in the back oh, by an assassin. Come and on, and you are then Coward. confronted by Death, oh. who tells you how that, is like, he personified? Uh, very well. That's that's a part I'm going to get to. Okay, okay. So you know, hooded figure, skeletal, mm-hmm. and has this huge scythe. Okay, so you know, derivative. So cl- yeah. you know, <laughs> fairly fairly classic of <laughs> yeah. what you'd expect, Death. <laughs> to look like and he tells you you have been damned for all of your sins and you're going to hell and you're like whoa
1: wait i'm, just, not part of, I'm, I'm just playing me.
0: the game man exactly so the de- <laughs> so you're like no that's not part of the deal and so you <laughs> like re- that's not what i was told and wait, so you wait. resolve <laughs> that you know you're going to you're going to, you know, fight back, and you're going to uh, absolve yourself and, and reclaim your your honor, and dignity, all mm-hmm. that stuff.
2: Gosh, I hope that's how it really works, because otherwise, I'm right. no, I I screwed. So <laughs> <laughs> I can probably fight my way out, but I'm not sure. So you <laughs> so wind, you wind up
0: control. fighting death, and you kill, and you just def- you kill death. <laughs> which seems weird. To say. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, like a paradox. <laughs> and then you go back home to your homeland and find that your father and your fiance Beatrice have been have been killed God, classic this guy and then he has bad life. Luck. and then it shows and then it's quite you, a weekend you're confronted by Beat- beatrice's uh ghost spirit and you see that she is taken by lucifer to mm. hell and you're like no beatrice is pure you know and so sure you are able to access the gates of hell Mm-hmm. And you begin your fall into the nine circles of hell.
2: Oh, okay. And so that's basically. So a lot happens before you even get to hell. Yeah,
0: I mean, huh. there's a there's a lot of good cinematics and everything, and that was another thing. The cinematics were excellent. They were this mix of like a really of like really uh, like qual- like lifelike graphics, but then also a mix of almost like what a graphic novel would look mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I really enjoyed the cutscenes of this game. And the art style in general, and so you, eventually, yeah, you get into sir, into the circles of hell. You uh, meet Virgil, who is like your guide to the circles of hell, and you basically just work your way down through all the levels until you finally get to to battle Lucifer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the thing that stood up, that stood out about it is the action was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, hack and slash was a lot. To hack and slash, and you meet <laughs> You're all these. are in hell. There's exactly. so oh, there's much a lot of things there, <laughs> and that was one of the big things about this game is its depiction of hell. It is terrifying. <laughs> that's good. That, that's actually good to hear, though. It, it, like, it's like it's, it's actually not scary. Like, so, is it
2: very Garden of Earthly Delights?
0: No, it's it's just like it's there. The monsters are hellish, <laughs> like they, they are terrifying, the things you fight, and you just, and as you go on deeper into the, into the world, it just becomes more and more nightmarish. And, you know, cause I was thinking originally, it's like God of War, it has some big monsters, you fight these things, but they're all based around mythology. And so they're fearsome. And you're like, that is a big beast. But mm-hmm. then, and all that <laughs> you stuff, are a big beast. you are mighty. <laughs> you I must are fight mighty. you and kill you now. <laughs> I must
2: destroy you. But, but then those when are you, just factual statements. Those, <laughs> but then
0: when you get into, do- to, into, into hell and you're going through all these circles, you're just, and these different like huge monsters that with, like horns and, and like decaying bodies and stuff like that. And then the, bo- and then the bosses, like there's this one that's a, a glutton monster. It's big and fat and it will spit acid at you but like basically just like it's throwing up acid everywhere. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Gross. The, and then I cannot remember the circle. What weapon does thy wield? You, you <laughs> don't, use Doth uh, Thou d-
2: dost
1: Thou
0: wield. Uh Death scythe. You still oh, scythe I That's
2: wield. pretty cool. Yeah,
0: you use that. Oh wait. Oh, you use the scythe that you got from Death. You kill Death, oh, and
3: then that's you get i cool. scythe. I'm pretty sure that's. Wait. That's so it. what did you it's use to kill awesome. Death pretty in the first place? Your sword. Weapon. You're, you're oh, okay. a
2: Crusader sword. And oh, all that stuff. Gotcha.
0: Um, actually, no. You, you use his scythe against him. You were and so it's pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome scene. But um, <laughs> but How so
2: turntables.
0: And then uh, you know as you go, you unlock. You can use souls that you that you collect or absolve and all this stuff to be able to unlock. Uh, different combos and stuff like that so the game the combat was really interesting too but the biggest thing that stood out to me was just how how the world was represented and just like what was represented and how you just felt this despair of Mm. being in hell and And then the bosses that you would come across would be people that A you like wronged in your life Mm. (laughs) or in stuff like this. And, but they would be in some like grotesque mutation of what they mm-hmm. originally were based. Mm-hmm. O- Cause also a lot of the circles of hell are based off of the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, you know how those things were like, uh, like you eventually in one of the levels one of the, one of the bosses is you do fight a reincarnation of, uh, Dante's father mm-hmm. who was like this lazy glutton. And so he's mm-hmm. like big fat and like has a big sore, uh, you know, and all this other stuff. um, and but, do the
2: um, levels try to mirror the actual circles of yes. hell that are in. Yeah. we haven't read it obviously, certain, but <laughs> yeah, but, like, they, but we can assume. We like, can assume. I
3: will look those up. <laughs> real, pretend.
0: I'll look those up really quick.
3: In the um, song in that advertisement, I think is "Ain't No Sunshine" when she's gone. I
0: think I know what remember you're talking that? about because he like Ain't jumps no sunshine into it when she's gone. Yeah, like, wow, yeah, very, yeah, 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 That yeah.
3: was up there with like, the Gears dead.
2: of War. She's been dragged down to hell. Yeah, you um, have to go get her. I do remember
3: that was a big ad campaign for. Yeah, I
0: remember seeing that one. Okay, so the circles of hell are limbo, uh, lust, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, and treachery.
2: It's just a regular Saturday night. So, <laughs> it's
0: just a
3: Saturday night. It's just,
2: it's just a regular day. But evening. like
0: one of the circles, and I want to say it's the lust circle, had That's one of... It, so it's the second circle of hell that... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're getting. Uh so but this circle the had one of the most terrifying monsters you will ever uh encounter because I and I wish I could remember now the backstory to why they're there but basically the monsters are stillborn or miscarried babies. Ooh. Jesus. And they have like blade what? arms, and they like uh, how big around. are they? But, like the they're baby, baby they're baby, baby size, but they'll like attack you in swarms. Oh,
2: oh my god! god. I can't mean, believe they
0: did that. Terrifying! That's <laughs> awful. Oh no, the game got a lot
3: of got uh, a lot of shit for some of that. stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna find dolls and put them in your room. No, oh, <laughs> oh god, But, never mind. but for mind. what I'm it never was, play for <laughs> you it,
2: lost me. <laughs> for. So you the i why these
0: it ex- babies, I'm guessing. you have to, or else they're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, ha- I had to. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a, it's a messed up game. I mean,
2: in his defense, they were technically already dead. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a messed up He's game. Dead. So I mean, you <laughs> know, you got to take you yeah. got yeah. take it for what, what it is. Split hairs here, come on. <laughs> but anyway, for what the creation of the world and just how true to what you would be like. Oh, I could easily see hell being like this. <laughs> like that actually you know, kind
2: of reminds me of the Milings from Year Walk.
0: Oh yeah, I remember yeah. you talked about that.
2: Ugh. And that was um, the creepiest part of that game. But
0: Gross. no, that's why that's why that game exceeded my expectations, and it had a, like a the soundtrack was really yeah
3: <laughs> unbaptized baby it's awful.
0: yes yeah that's what it was un-baptized. babies who had died before they were baptized oh, yes yes and so wow. and no it was it was a terrifying game and but still fun mm-hmm. and like it was enjoyable gameplay great combat system. I really liked it, so that's why it, it oh my exceeded God. my expectations. I
3: do remember that game coming out, and that was a big that was a big game. I mean, I don't they, even they, remember they, they, hearing the about was big. it. And I, I, do, it, I, I,
0: I do remember. A little I'm bit. pretty sure the soundtrack too is by Gary Shyman, who did the soundtrack In 2010, for. Uh, I was probably still Bioshock. on GameCube. Mm, there you go, playing <laughs> <Peak-mon. laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> Pikmin. So
0: guess. that is my so that is my number three. <laughs> Very so, good. Circling back around to Zach. Okay, for your so number two,
3: I actually I. I've never done this before, and this just happened as you guys were talking. I kind of want to talk about another game that I didn't have planned.
1: Ooh, so I had a number off two plan. The list. I'm
3: kind of going off the list here, but I just had a realization because I don't think I've talked about this game in detail. I might have mentioned it earlier on. Tell me if I did. Have I talked about Unreal Championship?
2: We talked a talked little about Unreal bit about tournament it and stuff like I that. Think I think when I during weapons, maybe when yeah. I talked about what, it, did I? But we didn't go really that... Into, you didn't, at least. Yeah.
3: I'm going to talk about it, okay. because... Do it. I do want it. to do it. Wait, and so
2: honorable mention, what was? You Ghost remember?
3: Recon Advance Warfighter 2.
2: That sounds uninteresting. Let's <laughs> oh, go, let's, whoa! Let's, 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 let's move on, down. Come on. Graw, Graw is a
3: great game. I had a lot of fun. But this is sort of... Um, same. Like, again, Unreal Championship stays within that time frame that I was speaking about earlier, that 12 to 15 time. And I was just getting into xbox slash xbox live and the
2: formative years yes
3: and xbox live exactly that's (laughs) what we'll get into and an xbox live coming out was obviously super exciting for me because i was like finally i can i remember them talking about it and like the idea i had heard before so to actually play it was (laughs) a at once amazing and be a little disappointing because at first it was a little bizarre and like not working correctly so it was a little underwhelming at first but Getting and because I think I was playing maybe Madden and, or NFL Fever or a Virtua Tennis, which is another game. I was playing more sports because I know <laughs> Virtua Tennis sounds exciting, right? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, right up there with your uh, the ping pong. Ping pong my ping, hey, don't talk trash about Rockstar Table for, presents table tennis. That is a great that game. No one wasn't
2: online? <laughs> that is a masterpiece.
3: Ten out of ten. Uh it was 10 too, 10. yes. Um but I don't I'm not gonna remember exactly how or when I got Unreal Championship, all I can remember is how every other game sort of fell by the wayside once I got it. (laughs) That game did such a... One of the main things that exceeded my expectations was the utilization of Xbox Live. That was one of the first games that I played that actually used Xbox Live in a productive, accurate way to, I think, how Xbox Live was meant to be played. Right. And... I know you know... Mogan's played a little bit of Unreal Tournament. Unreal, yes. I would have
2: been playing it on PC, mm-hmm. and I Most probably had no idea that the concept of online gaming existed. Yeah. Our internet access was terrible. So you just did <laughs> local No, multi. I just would have done local.
3: Yeah. And now, for me, Unreal Championship, I don't remember... I think there there might be a campaign, air quotes, but that's just you going through different multiplayer maps, yeah. killing bots. Yeah, essentially. no, I was it's, usually it's just playing like game. whatever
2: the arcade mode was.
3: Yeah, and just kind of running through it. It's 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 a multiplayer game that is been around for a while, and I think most people will even like sort of laugh that Unreal Championship is the one that I pick because it's kind of usually gets picked out as. The,
2: the worst installment? Well, it's
3: the one that got put onto a console, and this is coming from PC. And first-person shooters, I think, have a reputation for being uh, the do. PC baby. There's you know, definitely yeah. that,
2: uh, There's that elite stigma. complex. There is. That... And
3: if anyone wants to talk about that, they can just That's shove That's another... It. <laughs> <laughs> because I loved Unreal Championship on the Xbox. And that was a game that got me into the... Just like Halo... Even before Halo 2, it got me into like the competitive competitiveness of first-person shooters. And for anyone that's never played the Unreal games, they are insanely fast.
2: They are. They're,
3: They're w- fast. You are flying around those it's maps. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. My it's,
2: favorite are always the space levels where like mm-hmm. there's can, low like, gravity. Oh. Yes,
3: that's that a lot fun. of fun. So that was in, in Unreal and what they've been able to do and what they really did so well with Championship, in my opinion, is uh, the map design, weapon design, and gameplay design. I mean, they are really do a good job with first-person shooters. They yeah. have a lot of experience with it already. And so playing these games, I don't think I've ever played a game, even Halo, which I is like the pinnacle for me for competitive first-person shooters, Unreal feels almost more like an authentic first-person shooter than Halo. It feels like what first-person shooters... Sort of how they kind of began because a bloody free for all. Bl- it's so gory. Body parts it is, fly oh, it's fantastic. off. And they it's just literally nice. just
2: explode apart. Yes, you can turn the gore up mm-hmm. by choice. Blood just spews and up. turn the gravity down. And so we've talked just, about this. They, they have, just we float talked through about that. Space, flip in the air. they spurting blood the whole way, and you're yes. like, "This is what I want." Uh,
1: that and sounds like my so kind
2: of way, game. It, it
3: never gets old. It really
2: <laughs> doesn't. There's no diminishing returns. It continues to be awesome so. <laughs> always
3: awesome. Yeah. Because they always could like flip in different ways. And it's just so much fun.
2: Depending, they might run into a wall. Maybe. Yeah. They, yeah, and you like great. watch
3: them and you're like, instead of playing getting the flag, you're like and watching then you these get bodies. Killed flip. And you're exactly. like, oh, man. Um, Worthy. But it had all these different game types like Capture the Flag, Regular Slayer, Domination. There were so many. It was my forte into first person shooters I in a lot of ways. Capture the Flag. Yeah. It was Ugh. so much fun. And so it exceeded my expectations in the sense that, again, this was a time in my life where. I just didn't know as much about a games, b first person shooters specifically. Right. So it was the game. I, I, honestly, I don't think I went out and got it be, for a specific reason. I just like, oh, it's a new game for Xbox, and it's got a guy holding a gun on the on the front. I was like, I'm down. <laughs> I will play it. Yeah, that's all I needed. And so, in that sense, the amount of depth that comes out of these first person shooters with online capabilities is is what. Always, obviously, being a Halo fan will always draw me in. It's it's really infinite. You can always improve upon yourself. It's like playing a sport. You can always the more you play, the better you get. And during a point, like I've said before, I mean, we were like on top hundred on the leaderboards because we'd play all day, and we got to like such a status in the game that was like so exciting to feel. Like I felt it. I was like, oh my gosh! Like we have, and this is me and my buddies. We had I had a lot of friends that we would just. One summer, I mean, that's, like, all we did. Right. (laughs) You know, we played Unreal Championship. (laughs) And it was such a great time. And some of the maps, like I was talking earlier, were, like, there was a lava level that specifically I remember just two symmetrical bases divided by a wall and three bridges that go through the wall with lava down below it was just it was an aesthetic
2: bridges are always the worst I know
3: and it has that aesthetic that that honestly Halo never had but it's 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 like almost evil you know it's lava and and
2: Unreal Tournament is definitely like a more sinister bend to it because the whole point is murder it is I mean that's all you're there for you know that is that is the reason it
3: is and the announcer's great he would always be like multi-kill yeah like he would be like (laughs) lifting you up with like, your evil powers, you're like, well, this is weird. <laughs> and, and like, if you got a headshot, the, the headshot. headshot, you know, very famous. I love getting to nice. godlike. I, oh, I, godlike. It's like 30 and zero. Uh, yeah, you
2: had to get really far mm-hmm. along. I only did it a few times.
3: Shock rifle, electric sniper, I don't Flat know. Flat cannon. Flat cannon. Rocket launcher. Rocket launcher. Famous rocket launcher with the three oh, prong that would rotate. God, it was
2: awesome. All that
3: kind of stuff that would lock on. I was like, wow, they're, they're just so in-depth. Even the weapons add each weapon adds a totally different dynamic to the yeah. game, and that the balance is unbelievably good, and the pacing. I mean, I'll just that was the most remarkable thing to me was fast
2: help. and furious, and that was,
3: and, and you get surprised how you were able to keep up with the other players. Like, how am I actually doing this? It's really your fingers start to like you. <laughs> Luckily, turn in we're invisible. all going the same speed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and you could be like robots, uh, humans, or like some other creature. They had like different sort of. Characters that you could be. There was a lot Those of Those weird-looking
2: aliens that always reminded me of Predator?
3: Yes, I think that's yeah. what you're talking about. That I was, was always one like, of oh, them. yeah, the Predator aliens. Mm-hmm. And so that was, again, like Halo 2 was another kind of expansion to my competitive gaming. Unreal Championship was really a predecessor to that for me. And so that's a big reason that it exceeded my expectations because it showed me, like I've said with Halo what a first-person shooter with online capabilities could do. And what it like versus and the competitive nature of it was astounding. And I just love the game in general. Just walking around and the the whole atmosphere of it, the way you could jump, and it was just it was so much fun, just yeah, flying there around. there wasn't
2: much time to admire the scenery. You didn't really. No, you're no really downtime. Going quick. Mm. But uh, that being said, the levels were still really beautiful.
3: They are. There's a lot of famous ones too. that people would totally recognize, like that one space with the two towers. Oh, I love I, even that though that one. might be from Tournament. I don't even know if uh, that, that was uh, in
2: my game was Unreal Tournament 2004. Okay. And I think that's what that's from. I because think so. I love that level. Yeah. You can that's get a up in the tower really cool and level. just snipe uh-huh. for days just and days. Everyone's sniping. Everyone's Ugh. got
3: snipers. <laughs> Nice. Um. Yeah, but yeah, capture the flag. Uh, whenever I think about Unreal Championship, I think about capture the flag on that lava level. Yeah. And there's the tag rifle, the tag gun is there, and you can oh, like man. blow up their base with that huge explosion. The
2: Redeemer. Yeah, I there's love there's
3: the Redeemer. Uh, so yeah, choice, that choice. was the, yeah. I had to switch it up because yeah. I I'm glad you switched. I <laughs> talked about Unreal Championship. You no,
0: know, we, we touched on it lightly in the past, but like never yes, done in depth. Never. It. Done done.
2: You've never played any of Unreal. I have not. I missed oh. out really good. I
0: missed out on those. Um, those that was in the that was in the phase when I didn't have a console and I was just playing on, on computer. But I only had a Mac. So and, and yeah, I'm not sure either, they made it. I don't from know, Mac. know if they made it for Mac, and I don't think <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't think that's there. I don't target audience, and I don't think I would have been. i wouldn't have been allowed to play it. Oh, I only played it. My friend's house. Oh yeah, Jesse so None of my, none of my friends have it. Had it so. You Technically,
2: know. <laughs> it was her brother's.
0: <laughs> so, Mogan, what is your number two? So,
2: I am definitely not done. We forgot to talk about it last time. I am not done talking about Child of Light. Oh, okay. so, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're circling back around to it okay. because I actually finished it. Oh nice! So, one of my mOs as a gamer is I am a terrible, terrible unfinisher. I will get to the last level of a game, recognize it's the last level. And I will quit. Wow! Why? Because it's a it's a it's a subconscious mental thing that I can't really fight. It's a real issue. I do the same thing with books. I, was I do say, the movies. same thing with the majo- TV shows. Uh-huh. I do it with the majority of That's my still media. Don't I end. exactly. I just okay. don't I want can it to kind be of understand over. That, but still. So actually, all things I am, I am. Yeah. yeah, accept it. Yeah, ex- just ex- accept okay, so. it. wielding
3: his scythe of death. <laughs> All so said.
2: I am pissed, actually, at Child of Light. Uh-oh. So it did exceed my expectations. We're going to get back to that. Big spoiler alert. If you haven't played the game yet, I would still recommend it. Tune out for just like two seconds. So it surprised me with the final boss. I did not see it coming. All of a sudden, I was just in it. One, game was over. And I was hmm. like, what? Excuse me. You what happened? You think it happened? ended quickly? Yeah.
0: Just just no no heads up, like, this is the final.
2: No. So the build-up to the end of the game was fantastic. Up until that point, it was awesome, awesome, awesome. So remember Mm -hmm. my sister Nora, my wonderful, beautiful Mm stepsister with her long, flowing white hair and her awesome sword? I was totally right. She turns Mm. on you immediately. No! Wow. You get to what you think (laughs) is maybe the end of the game, but then you go through this mirror, and she's like, ha, 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 I was evil the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I never liked you. It's exactly that uh, that, uh, rhetoric. So her... (laughs) Her actual sister, who are both your stepsisters and, of course, your evil stepmother, all turn against you. And they're like, you suck. We think your family is the worst. That's I killed your mom on purpose. What? We were going to kill your dad, too. You're Damn. next. Wow. So it's just like, so holy dark. cow. So um, you initially fight the stepsister that you've never seen before. She's actually one of the hardest bosses in the game. Like, So that was almost an impossible battle. It was a very awesome struggle, but you had no backstory with her, so it virtually meant nothing. After that, you eventually work your way back up to Nora, your actual sister that you cared about, that you thought loved you, and you're like, no, Nora, why? So she definitely is turned on you. She turns into a giant water dragon. That battle Damn. is really, really hard—a giant water dragon, which is technically three mm-hmm. enemies because her like little tentacles <laughs> or whatever are flailing out of the water, beating the snot out of <laughs> you. It was almost impossible. Immediately after that battle, there is more or less a cutscene. Mm-hmm. After the cutscene is the final boss battle. There's hmm. no downtime. Huh. There's virtually no downtime. So it's downtime. just like
0: three, oh, two bosses in a row or three bosses it's, in a it's row? It's two bosses in a row. Okay. So
2: it's, well, it's sort of, well, it's like you, you still have some, bosses. there's some,
0: a little bit of downtime in between yeah. the sister, but they're all the first sister, but they're all very quickly after each other. Yeah. Because
2: okay. Nora no, So the first step sister is not. So oh. between the first step sister and Nora, there's definitely a good amount of time. Oh, okay. There's like side quests that happen in between. Once you get to Nora though, that's when you fight Nora, you beat her. You get a tiny window of opportunity That you don't even take to go and level up. So you have no ability to actually, or if you do, I missed it. You don't really get to like exit this halfway point between Nora and the final boss. Just boom, you're in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh. I didn't realize I was done with the game. So, I, so, it, so, it, so that's it, it surprised you, me. They, yeah. they, sh- they sprung it on me and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not ready.
3: You've been speckledorfed. So
2: I, was, I was speckledorfed. Bamboozled. <laughs> Bamboozled. <laughs> speckledorfed. That's not even a word and I agree with you. <laughs> My nice bro, Andrew Mogan, he'll appreciate that one. He <laughs> loved spank-bom-ed. as much of a SpongeBob fan. My favorite is still Wombo Wombology. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the study, study of Wombo. It's first grade It's <laughs> <This laughs> <is> first grade <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> my favorite one. But we're getting sorry. off topic. Not start drop. <laughs> yeah, so um that was very disappointing. I was super mad. It was just all of a sudden over, a flash of lightning. But before that, it blew my expectations out of the water. Mm. So I was we talked about this a little bit before. I got into the game by accident, found it on the Wii store for virtually no dollars. And mm-hmm. I was like, for $3.75, why the hell not? Yep. Before that. I had listened to the tra- soundtrack religiously. So really the only expectation that I have was, well, I already know the music is ballin'. <laughs> I know it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so that was my only expectation. I had seen a few stills. I knew nothing about how the gameplay was going to work. I really didn't know anything about it other than what I had heard in music. Mm-hmm. So how, what a beautiful introduction to a game. Mm. So actually playing it and realizing A, It was, even though the ending snuck up on me, it was still significantly longer than I was expecting. Approaching it from the perspective of, oh, look at this awesome little 2D side side scroller indie game. I thought it was going to be really short. It was not. It was, there was so much more to it, not just in terms of levels, but just time. You can spend a lot of time leveling up and what's funny is i've actually struggled more against regular enemies just out and about on the map than i did with some of the bosses hmm. cuz like yeah. they're, they're, it's very well scaled like your ability to level up is very proportionate to where you are at the map. Hmm. And then, of course, when you go back to visit other maps to catch up on all those chests that you missed the first time, you're like, ha, 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 this <laughs> is so easy. Smiting enemies and they burst into dust. You're like, this is satisfying. Mm, this great. is the experience <laughs> I wanted the whole time. <laughs> so it just it totally blindsided me. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to be as much as it was. And I got so much more. We talked about the value of games last time with DLC. Child of Light has no DLC and it was worth, I would have paid $60 for that wow. game. Really? And so I got how, long, it,
0: how long hour hour-wise do you think it was?
2: Hour-wise, I spent a solid two weeks playing for at least probably one to two hours almost every day. I'm All bad right. at math, but however many hours that is. It's a good it was number. a good amount, yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at math. And I wasn't is. even, like, I wasn't even procrastinating. There really aren't that many side quests. There's not much else for you to do outside of the main storyline. So if you actually played it the whole way through, I'm sure you could speed run it very easily. Mm-hmm. But if you played it the whole way through, kind of actually taking your time, taking the time to level up, proportionate to the enemies, you can play many hours. I mean, probably at least, well, for me, it was like 10 to 15 hours. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say that. Yeah. I would say it's definitely worth the paltry amount of money cuz even if you buy it um when it's not on sale I think it's still only like 14.99. Yeah. yeah it's so it's deal. definitely worth the money in my opinion and if you aren't if you're not familiar with it it's going to blow you away. It's going to be a really good experience. You should both now, play it. Now, they nice.
3: cannot have low expectations and they
0: It's been on my seated. it's been on my list for a while so yeah. I, it's one of only yeah. cuz like you I came across it from the soundtrack first and yeah. was like this is great. This is and awesome. normally soundtracks good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like there's a there's really, a the soundtrack there's a is solid a good game gauge. behind it. That's a good is, gauge of how good it's going
2: to
1: be.
0: Yep, yep. Right very on. nice, very nice. So my number two is um, a game from 2011. That again, like Dante's Inferno, I did not buy it when it first came out because mm-hmm. it was just purely like I'm interested in this series. I want to try it out. This is the most recent one. I don't feel like going back and playing the old ones. It is Saints Row the third, which I've talked <laughs> about briefly a couple, a few episodes ago. I, Zach it, and I have, pl- have talked about it a little yes. bit.
3: Well, I've only played the first
0: one, but it's okay. Funny so you he, haven't played. You haven't. Played I it first
3: haven't. One. I never played the subsequent ones that came okay. after. But it's funny. I almost brought up. I almost put Saints Row the first really? one in my list.
0: Except I had really high expectations. So it, but like, so I had. I <clears> had expe- <throat> I had high expectations for it too. Yes, I just didn't know how much fun this it game was going to be. Mm-hmm. I know because, nothing about these. Oh games. my god, wasn't picture it fun?
3: like Grand Theft Auto except on steroids? Yeah, that's <laughs> you, like a cartoon. That's honestly version. the
0: easiest way to say it. Because yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto, wacky. you can do some ridiculous things, but Saints Row the Third, you could literally do anything you mm-hmm. want to do, and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yes, you know, um, like you can get these crazy weapons. You can, it's got a lot of things in common with Grand Theft Auto. You can buy cars, you can mod out those mm-hmm. cars. You can customize those cars. You can buy weapons and customize the weapons. You can do random crazy side missions, but most of theirs were over the top. Like I talked about that one before. Um, I think in our side quests, when we were talking yeah. about side quests, uh, professor Yankee's mm-hmm. super whatever climax show where it's basically, it's the side quest you, or side activity, I guess, rather than a quest mm-hmm. where you're like in this game show where you're shooting people who are shooting at you, but they're just as like ridiculous mascots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, and there are like announcers announcing the whole thing. And, and that's crazy. And it's just like, what is this? <laughs> and so, but the, basically the story of saints Row the third is that, you basically are in – you're the gang. You're part of the Third Street Saints, mm-hmm. and you are in control pretty much of this town of Steelport after the events of Saints Row 2. Mm-hmm. And you reached this celebrity status as gangs and, and like the people. You have an energy drink. Like, you have, <laughs> j- like, Japanese commercials. What's your name? It's who, who's your guy? You're just, uh, you're just a guy. I don't, oh. think, I don't think he has his gotcha. name. Yeah, yeah, you you can design it. You can be a guy right. or a girl. You can fully customize your character okay. and all this stuff. I talked about it because I I made mine this absolutely jacked British dude.
3: <laughs> if only. That's what Jerry really wants to be.
2: <laughs> Seriously. Is that your persona? <laughs> and
3: so, that's who I am on the inside. You know, and I bought him, like, nice
0: suits, and that's what he was dressed up as. So he was really, <laughs> like, really nice and everything. And, he, and I picked his voice to be, like, this really, like, rogue uh, like like rough sounding British accent, the like, badass nice. version of yeah. Professor Layton. It was just like, <laughs> and so he, uh, and so but, eventually, so you're in this like pl- incredible mm-hmm. place of power, and then this, uh, this these rival gangs come into town, and start trying to take you over, mm. uh, and so they kill your leader, the leader of the Saints road, Johnny Gat of the third street. And so you basically are like, we got to take back our city and all this stuff. And you, and you run it through other characters that help you out. Like one of them. Oh man. What's his name? Zeebo. Maybe might be his name. He's like this. Yo Zeebo. He's like this, he's this, uh, he's a pimp. Who, <laughs> Naturally. Uh, doesn't have, sounds
2: appropriate. <laughs> he, like,
0: he doesn't, he doesn't either constantly talks through like a vocal changer, like an mm-hmm. auto tune thing, uh, or like he doesn't have vocal cords and that's literally all he has. See. And so it sounds like she's like singing smoking. all the time. Mm-hmm. And
3: Is this the Saints Row with, like, aliens and, like, which one am I thinking of that was so over the top where you could, like, wield fish and, like,
1: <laughs> aliens
3: and, like, they kidnap the president? like That it, might be Saints Row the fourth. Maybe so, because the, the series, from the first one that I played, what, compared... To the later ones is pretty grounded. Right. Saints Row, the original one, could have probably. It was probably gone. made
0: as a competitor for Grand Theft Auto. And was. they
3: were just like, like oh, well, wait, we got to make this a little different yeah, or else Grand we're not going to get anywhere. Doing, we
2: know. might as well just dive right in. Right. Grand so. Theft Auto
3: does it a little bit better, so let's just go in this direction. Right. <laughs> and that's like down the rabbit hole for them because they really. It turned into a wacky game. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> and that's what I. But that's what I loved about it. Right, right. It. <clears throat> like, there were side activities that the whole thing was basically trying to destroy a certain am- dollar's amount worth of, of stuff in a certain amount of time. So, you had like, you're just like throwing grenades and rocket launchers on oh, cars sh- and buildings Nuts. and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. And then, like I said, there were crazy, there were crazy weapons too. So, probably the, the best example I can give this is pretty not safe for work.
2: <gasps> oh, God.
0: The That's- greatest example I can give actually, two two great examples that i can get are they of how, both really
2: not safe for work yes oh. <laughs>
0: about how outlandish and ridiculous this game is and that while playing it i was just laughing my ass off the whole time is one melee weapon you can get is
2: you look like a, you're struggling to say it
0: because <laughs> it's so it's it's damn funny is a baseball bat sized purple dildo. Awesome. <laughs> I've
2: seen I've
3: seen images. That's the best. I've seen
0: those images. And you just take it and it's like flopping around
3: everywhere you just That's
0: take hilarious. it and just run through just bashing people with it. Oh my God. It I'm is the sure. most rewarding thing ever. <laughs> and so I took it to the next level because you can do this when you're picking your outfit for your person. Stretch my dude totally naked. Oh mm. my God. Little homoerotic fantasy that I have.
2: <laughs> yes, but, yes. Truth is well, this is what I mean when I say we learn something new about Jared every time.
0: <laughs> so, but what's funny is it like it's like blurs out your private and all this stuff. So oh, I'm just like, what, a, what a, So yeah. I'm running through the streets of Steelport, whacking people with a baseball bat-sized purple dildo while yes. completely making. another. What more could incentive. you want from a game? <laughs>
2: <sighs> it,
3: that game has everything. <laughs>
1: but the, the this thing, is the
2: kind of stuff that you wind up in Dante's Inferno for. Like, I know. This what, is, yeah, this which is game this would part? earn me this yeah. would earn me in the, in the this circle this of get, lust. Yeah, this gets yeah. you yeah, to yeah. the, the bottommost level.
0: <laughs> but uh, but no, so, but the other example I could give is that you have to infiltrate this this uh, brothel. I think that's owned by one of the rival gangs, and the best way they do that is to make you some kind of like is you get knocked out by your fellow gang members, and they you get like drugged by them. And when you wake up, you're naked in this brothel, and you have to fight your way out of this brothel completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Yeah, as it as happens. (laughs) As As one does. (laughs) As one does. So Saints Row ex- the Third exceeded my expectations because even though I knew that it was gonna be crazy, I had literally no idea, no idea it was
2: crazier how than your crazy wildest dreams
0: it could be, and like that it. is why Saints awesome. Row the Third is my number three, two, nice. two, my number two.
3: I remember playing the first one, and one of the my the more fun things that I did in that game was the insurance fraud. Did you ever do that?
0: <laughs> I think so. What is the,
3: you basically just go limp in front of cars? Yes, and you have to like yes. uh, get a certain amount of money. You just like out.
0: run in front of cars and get hit just yes. getting, like ragdoll yes. thrown around exactly. all over <laughs> yeah. like, the place. It's also a
2: regular Saturday go. for me. That's how <laughs> yes. I survive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's one it's where you like drive plants. a tank through the streets <laughs> yeah. and you're just blowing up shit. It's ridiculous. It's a wild game. It's but, so it, but It's very fun.
3: fun. It is a lot of fun. It was so I wish, fun. It's, I, I it's different
0: enough from Grand Theft Auto that it stands out. It and certainly became
3: different enough. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's crazy. And now they have like, and not like the most recent one, yeah, they do have Saints Row the Four. Uh, fourth, and then they just came out with like a, a expansion or like a, a small, not a full size game, but a smaller one called Gat Out of Hell, where you basically you go to hell to rescue your dead leader Johnny Gadd. Oh, hey, you oh, always wind up episode. in
2: hell somehow.
0: I know. Well, I who them. knows? You know. I like it. Okay, so are we doing freedom. something new? right we now? We are about God. to do something Surprise. new. No, something new. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Let us know how this, how this goes. But before we get into our number ones, we are going to turn to a special time. That we are calling the Moment with Mogan, oh, where she oh, will read like,
1: Shut, <laughs> Shut <up." laughs> I agree super up? I agree unprepared too. the
0: latest news to hit the gaming world. So, without further ado,
2: <laughs>
0: Moment with <laughs> Mogan.
2: Okay, unfortunately, I don't have real theme music quite yet. So um, Jarrett and Zach are going to just be. Yeah, that was no, that was good. I'm saying it was good. That was that was the theme music for future reference. They're backing away from the microphones because I'm basically just on my own. So this is very. Scary for me. Never been all by myself before, but so basically the moment with Mogan, I've been bullied into this. I'm just going to talk about news and rumors in gaming and more specifically games that are coming out here in the next couple of weeks, or if we're talking about today, which we're starting with April 5th. So we are recording on Tuesday, April 5th, and we're going to talk about everything that has come out today. Now, not everything, because that would be too many games. But on my list, we have today's newest release that a lot of people were really excited about, Quantum Break. It came out for PC and Xbox One. It is a third-person shooter with a lot of time-traveling aspects to it. It's most hyped because it's actually v- billed as being highly cinematic, much more so than a lot of other games. They did actually use real Hollywood actors. I can't remember the guy's name, but some whoever the main dude is... Um, He's really super famous. I know I don't like him. So whoever he is, I was just like, oh, that guy. So whoever it is, I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of him, so I'm probably never going to play the game. But I've heard that it's supposed to be fantastic, a very visually stunning, fast-paced, fascinating game. So that came out today. We've also got DLC releases. Jarrett mentioned these a little bit today. So we've got uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Awakening came out. Featuring four new maps, plus the new Zombies mode that we talked about, the newest installment of that. We've also got Star Wars Battlefront, Outer Rim. Jarrett's pumping his fist in the air. He's really excited about it. So according to all of the reviews I've read so far, people think it's great. I would love to hear Jarrett's opinion on it, but we can't right now because he's not going to help. So it came out with an increased level cap, so I believe they went from 50 to 60. And then it's also got new maps, two new heroes that you can play, and hut Contracts, where you can do like missions based on Jabba the Hut. all kinds of fun stuff. Coming up next week, I know that Brandon, super, super psyched about it, so am I, so is my bro, he's probably going to be a lot better than me at it, but April 12th, we've got Dark Souls 3, another one that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, but I'm really excited for, again, I know my brother is really excited for, they're redoing Ratchet and Clank. So the newest installment of Ratchet & Clank coming out next week. That one's going to be fun. Those games have always been a lot of interesting, funny humor. And then one that I'm super, super psyched for, April 15th. You may or may not have remembered. I mentioned it way back in January. It was one of my most hyped games for 2016. We'll see if it lives up to it. Bravely Second End Layer comes out April 15th, so unfortunately not a lot of other Nintendo-based news, so that was one of the few games that I could find coming out that I was really excited for from my fave Nintendo. We've also got a couple of rumors floating around, so this is something fun that I've heard. In the rumor mill, there's supposedly been some leaked images from the Nintendo eStore. So the Nintendo eShop, they've leaked a couple of just little stills that appear to feature something called the Summer of Zelda, So it is believed, yeah, so it's not going to be like new releases or anything, but the whole thing for Zelda fans or people wanting to get into the series is that um, it's going to be wild sales on Legend of Zelda games across the board for the eShop. They believe that it will also be one of the uh, first times that they're releasing Skyward Sword for digital, digital release. So that's exciting if someone hasn't played it, wanted to play it, wasn't going to buy the physical copy. This is, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to be your chance. We've also got, we talked about, Jared and I talked about this a little bit, there were also some other leaked um, concept art from the upcoming God of War game. A lot of people, myself included, I'm not a big God of War fan, pretty excited about this next installment because based on the concept art, it appears as though the Greek and Roman pantheon of gods will not be the primary focus. Based on a lot of the artwork, like the uh, Rainbow Bridge Bifrost, it appears to feature Norse mythology. Jared's making faces. He's pretty excited. I think that's really cool. I'm a lot bigger of a fan of Norse Norse mythology than I am of Greek and Roman, just because it's overexposure. Everybody knows the Greek and Roman gods. Boring. Lame. Let's move on. And we are moving on. We're moving on to Norse mythology. So that is your moment with with Mogan. I'll fix it next time. Dun-da-da! Nicely done Very super well short. done That's that was awesome great. That was fun I like
0: that. that And I learned You learned too you learned Rarely do stuff. I learn <laughs> Norse mythology will be <laughs> yeah, badass And
2: the concept art is really cool I need to go so look at that I'm not sure how actually leaked it was I believe that the concept art Was available from one of the artists Working on the game Oh So I think it was hmm. just like His or her side blog or whatever Oh interesting So I was like Well is it really leaked If so the it, artists themselves like, Now I'm not I think, What I've read so far It doesn't seem to be super official But based on the artwork Work, God! It certainly does. Ha-ha, God of War it certainly <laughs> does look War, like it. God of War, it looks good. <laughs> God of War, it looks good. So yeah, it seems like if they weren't doing North Norse mythology, that would be quite a turnaround.
0: So that's interesting. I wonder then that if I mean, obviously, I guess they'd have to uh, abandon the character of Kratos. The main, no, no,
2: no, Kratos is still in it. Oh, okay. So it features. So um actually, I wrote. There's going to be some somewhere. like tie-in ha- no, to yes, how it gets there. What I wrote down specifically: God of War concept art leaked appears to feature Kratos North North Norse mythology nice boom he has a beard oh okay nice (laughs) and a full head
1: of hair
2: i've liked
0: i've liked all the god of war games except for ascension but god of war one two and three how
2: long has it been since the newest one since those those
3: always get wonderful reviews ascension
0: came out
2: that was that had to be a 12 or 2012 or
0: 2013 they're overdue yeah they are definitely overdue for a new one so i'm very excited about that well, that has been the very first installment of Moment wow. with Boom. Mogan. Groundbreaking.
2: Don't, no negative feedback. I see a trend. If you don't have, if I you, do, too. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. <laughs>
0: yes,
3: that's what we're all about here.
0: So now let's wrap this up with okay. all of our number ones. Zach, what you got for us? So
3: when I was over at a friend's house many, many moons ago, a long time mm-hmm. ago, he was playing N64. I was much younger than him. And... On N64, he was playing this weird first-person game. I was like, whoa, what is this? He was moving around a forest. There was a reticule, but there was no weapon. So I was confused. I said, I, "You know what's going on here? And everything was green. And he was going into a house, and it looked like he was almost raiding the house. And there was other people with him behind him coming into the house with him. And I was like, what are you playing? What game is this? And I was really young. And he said, Rainbow Six. And I was like... Rainbow 6. What does that mean? <laughs> what is a Rainbow 6? <laughs> rainbows we're trying to get. What in God's name? <laughs> and so little did I know that Rainbow 6 would be such a big part of my gaming life. And the one that I want to put at number 1 is Rainbow 6 3. Rainbow 6 3 came out for Xbox and like Unreal Championship and my Honor mention of ghost recon 2 it was a game that expanded xbox live for me rainbow six was i only played the multiplayer for it and if you're not as familiar with rainbow six series i'm assuming many people are at least kind of the idea behind it, it's a tactical shooter it's supposed to be a very realistic shooter with realistic weapons uh health it's very much sort of two shots and you you go down and the
2: opposite of Unreal Tournament, the, the exact opposite of Halo and you Unreal You can take Tournament a flat to what I'm can into the chest and you're fine. Take a and uh,
3: if you know me and you know what I like, there's nothing more enticing to me than having a couple bullets take somebody down because the sense of realism and the sense of what cover is totally changes. Right, and that's what I really enjoy. And Rainbow Six Three for Xbox Live was. Really, man, in a lot of ways, and no game in my memory has been able to emulate what the feeling that it was like playing that game. Other Rainbow Sixes have come out, but there was something special about that one. Obviously, it's filled with nostalgia for me. I met almost half of the friends that I'm still friends with online there. That is where the biggest community was built before Halo 2. Before I got into Halo 2, it was Rainbow Six. And there was something special about a 4v4 match on a level like i'm thinking of garage for example which is a really it's just almost like you're in like this i don't think it's an airport but it's a, almost like a loading dock area and filled with long hallways forklifts boxes for obstacles and never had i played a game that required so much teamwork in unreal championship for example though you're on a team you do get the sense that it's you're just doing your own thing teamwork wasn't as prevalent for me in Unreal Championship in comparison to a game like Rainbow Six. The only thing I could compare it to was Halo 2. So in that sense, teamwork was so important. And using communication was so important. That was so much fun for me. Going down a hallway with like three guys behind me and it had this feature, the lean feature, which was very famous because there was actually a way to like manipulate Leaning and moving, and you could almost like dodge bullets, like a Matrix style. (laughs) (laughs) Like yeah, from the Matrix, it was it was kind of bullet (laughs) time. Awesome. But the next installment, they actually fixed that, which is great. But basically, the game was comprised of using. You don't attach yourself to cover like most modern games. You kind of just stand behind it. But the lean was so so big. You could get behind a piece of cover, and your character would lean just so his gun and arms and half of his head really was looking down a hallway. So in that sense, the game really was slow. And that's something that I really appreciated, and I again I haven't really felt that most games you play now are really quick, you know, especially in the championship, you know, the division. To a sense, it's just yeah. like let's get the bullets flying, and this <laughs> you just it's a lot of waiting. But I like that there was there was a lot of tactics that You're were involved. You're a big fan of stealth right. too. I so. love stealth and I like Tom Clancy a lot. I mean Ghost Recon was my honorable mention. Splinter Cell I played every one and I love all those. And now Rainbow Six is, is an interesting series because I've fallen off of Vegas and Vegas 2 I didn't play. have no interest in playing Siege. I don't know if that's just me or if there was something about I, it that just didn't I drag heard me in. Bad things I played the beta for it. it
0: and it just did not impress me
3: it at all. Did, yeah it really didn't impress me. Um,
2: a perfect opportunity for your Expectations to yeah. be exceeded.
3: I know. I could. It could have been in another life, perhaps. But the it also gave me an introduction to weapons like AK forty seven, Famas. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the other, Lamas maybe? But these other game, these like, you get super into weapons and right. like, I was at an age where I was like, this is really interesting to me. Flashbangs, grenades, smokes, all that stuff wasn't just like an aesthetic choice that you could do. Like, let's throw a smoke and like, oh, make the map look kind of cool while we run in there. It's like, you could, it really does blur your vision, which most games like, I suppose do now, but they just did it in a very PC style. It's right. almost like a Counter-Strike looking game, you know? And there is something I think special about maybe backing away from really high-end graphics and just going into maps that are like paintball arenas and using the map the best way you can rather than using your abilities the best way you can. Right. It's very much more of a relationship with the map. If you did not know the map, you're were gonna get you're screwed. You're not going to know what to do. So it, it took replay after replay to really start to understand how to best play this game. And when you have a team of three like I had or a team of three others, so a team of four, and you're communicating... And you're so in the moment. That's it's Rainbow Six. Did, I think a good job, or at least this one did, of really making you feel like you are part of how the game should be played. It was very difficult, besides for the lean glitch I explained earlier, to sort of <laughs> manipulate the game and. play it sort of unfairly. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to the Gears of War that I complained about, like the rolling shotgun methodology of playing, which I was like, well, this is not how the game is supposed to be played. There's a cover system. We have to use the cover system. Rainbow Six, you really, if you diverged from how the game was probably supposed to be played, you got punished for it. And that's, you know, I think that's a pretty big comment, or that's a pretty big compliment for me because I thought... They did a great job of keeping the game for what it what it was supposed to be.
2: And sometimes I feel like having greater restrictions makes the experience more fun mm-hmm. because you have to figure out how to get more creative. You do, and use that strategy instead mm-hmm. of just blazing through. Yes, firing in all directions. Exactly,
3: cases. it really does. It forces you to be creative, and there's nothing more exciting than it was. Oftentimes we played, whereas. First of all, a couple of bullets will kill you. Second of all, you're done. You're done for the for the round, which I also am very attracted to. Oh, so, so you go you out don't respawn? No, well not no. not in the ones that we played. Not if, if I remember the correctly. I don't know if we set it up that way or that was just the way it was, but there was no respawn. So when you die, it is in siege. I don't know if that's like carryover, but I do know that's. Siege. I'm pretty sure that's kind of their thing. You only get one life, and so yep. you have to spectate, and it's like one verse three, and you're watching this guy. Oh, and he's like no. hiding in a corner with a shotgun, you're and you're guy. like, oh. and, and and you know, honestly, that's a move you could do if one guy if they don't attack you all three at once you have a chance so it was right. it had that ability to force the other team as well to be very tactical even if you're down a couple people which i i love i, I you you never knew what was going to happen but there were you can imagine obviously how many wonderful moments it was watching the last guy and, right. and what it is you're almost in this like ghost world lobby <laughs> once you die you're like god ah, shit <laughs> and so you die and you're and you're like in this lobby by yourself and then like Two minutes later, you'll you'll hear like ah shit, <laughs> like another guy has now appeared in your lobby with you. And you're like ah oh, hey buddy, what's, what's up home? man? Yeah, it's just you Is two that talking. The third
2: circle of hell, <laughs> yeah, right?
3: And it's just you two talking, and you're talking about you're spectating as you're talking. So that makes it really fun. And then eventually, oh, that's another funny. guy will come in, but you always hear it like it cuts it off like perfectly halfway. I remember so many times I would be like ah oh, shit, ah <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, hey I'm dead. Hey we're like, oh, watching. So it would have that kind of aspect to it, but it was very comparatively to games out in a. Primitive Xbox Live experience, everything it looked and how the friendship, all that stuff worked, it was primitive, but it also worked well. It did like the three basic things that you need essentially very well, yeah and so. Even but, and I know I keep like taking it further and further back. Even before Halo, even before Unreal Championship, there was Rainbow Six. Very Rainbow nice. Six was the this first one. This has been a
2: progression. I know In it the has. world of Zach. I know
3: we're going backwards. And, and and just to kind of validate why it exceeded my expectations. Same thing with Unreal Champion. I didn't chip. I didn't know what I was really getting into. There was, it felt like so few games when the Xbox like kind of first came out, and so. Getting this game, I was like, uh, "You know, I had no idea I'd meet these friends for life. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, all this stuff. I had no it's idea. There really was so much exceeded depth.
2: expectations. It did. Changed
3: my life. <laughs> I had no idea that it was uh, so in depth that I could get so into a video game. And right. I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget it. Rainbow <clears throat> Six Three, I believe, nice. is the one that I'm specifically talking about. Huh? Very nice. Very yes. nice. Number one. Number one for a reason.
0: Apparently. Apparently, it went way de- it way into his. It's the form. It's the formative game.
3: Yeah, we're, I'm like seven years old here. <laughs> no, <nice>. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say what yeah, thing no, were you no, doing
0: no. playing that as seven years I, I was old? Like twelve? <laughs> <Very> violent seven <laughs> okay, year old. Okay, okay, okay. Smoke <laughs> so what is your number one?
2: So mine is actually very similar to Zach's in mechanics, but we're kind of on opposite ends of the timeline. So from my list, Professor Layton is actually the oldest game. Child of Light is the oldest, if we're talking about what I've played the most recently, leading up to Splatoon. So mm. of course I spilled the beans last you time. Did. You we did. We said what exceeded your expectations, and I didn't know it was going to be a whole episode. So I just <laughs> went just ahead said, and blurted, you just it, blurted right it right out out. I, <laughs> lit- I listened to the
3: episode. Yeah. You <laughs> say it immediately. There was said, like, I no pause. Like, Boom. Yeah, Jared was like, "What exceeded your expectations?" Splatoon. <laughs> 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 I
1: was like, "Whoa."
2: <laughs> Question oh, was even need, over? Do you need <laughs> to think about it? <laughs> no, I don't need to think about it. Which I, there's something to be said for that. I didn't have to think about it. So Splatoon is really, you know, Zach. You talk about how. Rainbow Six was one of the most formative games Mm -hmm. for you in terms of online gaming. Mm. This is actually the same for me, but I am an adult. I'm 26. (laughs) So so this isn't really, like I've said, I've mentioned it before, before Splatoon, I really have not gotten into online gaming. I have games that have that capability, but I very, very rarely use it. I actually did play World of Warcraft for a little while, way back in the day. What turned me off, I was like, oh, so if you really want to be into this game, you kind of have to play with other people mm. i hate other people
1: <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> i don't I'm like not, i'm
2: not gonna do this so i played like the free one, th- one month trial or whatever and i was like i'm out. i'm done with this yeah i've also played games like mario kart you can play that online you can play smash online there's a huge community mm-hmm. for super smash brothers online and i'm just not using it yeah splatoon mm-hmm. as i've said it d- technically has a story mode but good god it's not that's not the point The whole point of the game is online gaming. And I knew that when I got it. And I just was not expecting how much fun it would be. I wouldn't call myself a competitive person. Holy crap rap am I wrong like when it comes to Splatoon I like if I play the game and I have to take a break which I often do I have to take many breaks because I get so mad (laughs) and so I'll take a break and I'll go walk past one of the mirrors in my apartment and I am red I am blazing red ears bright red I'm so hot I can't stand it and like I'd like sit really far forward in my chair and I'm like oh my god oh my god yes
3: that's like me and Halo like
2: clutching the controller for dear life Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't know. I didn't know that it would be this fun. I just was not expecting it at all. And as a first game to really get into online gaming with, it's been phenomenal. Mm. So as Zach was saying, like technically it's 4v4. 4v4. You technically can play it more or less on your own. Like You don't have to stick with your team. You can go and be elsewhere on the map doing your own thing and still be contributing. But the teams that do really well and the players that are very high level, they are clearly using the tactical advantage. They're with their team. They have a plan. There's mm-hmm. one sniper. There's one blaster. There's one roller, and that's how you're meant to play the game strategically to be really, really good. I've definitely been on teams where they did not get the memo, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. I guess I'll just be all by myself guess I'll fail I'll, this I'll, week, I guess yeah. I'll just <laughs> guess we'll just fail." So occasionally, you'll be at the top of your team, like top shot, you know, over a thousand points, and then there's a huge drop off. 400, 300, 200. And you're like, guess we know why we lost, guys. That wasn't me. <laughs> so it's definitely... I've just never played a game quite like it. Like, it just I just haven't played online games before. Right, and, and one like, that
3: it sounds like you were actually invested in.
2: Yeah, I'm very invested. Mm-hmm. I play almost... I, I play at least... I say when I start the game up, I'm like, well, matches are only three minutes. I can play... 30 minutes, do about 10 matches, and then I'll go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then it's 2 a.m., (laughs) <laughs> and I've played forty. So I've played over fifty matches, and I've actually ranked down from losing uh, again no. and again and again. And hard like, like, it, it's almost it's like gambling. Like you get addicted. You are mm-hmm. like, I am going to make a comeback. I am going to make right. a comeback. Mm-hmm. And then when you immediately do, you are like, Well, I am on a winning streak. I can't quit yeah. now. There is no you winning. Can't quit. If no you are on a gotta losing streak, you got to keep playing till you are back. And then once you are back, you are like, Well, I can't quit now. Right. I so know. it's just a vicious cycle of gaming. And eventually, I just have to quit because my mascara has. Run into my <laughs> eyes, and I can't see the game anymore because I'm so bad at the freaking game. So it's been just so much fun and actually getting... So we talked about this in weapons. I was really married previously to a weapon called the Aerospray RG. Since then, I've definitely grown in my abilities within game, and I've realized, like Zach mentioned, different weapons and different strategies work better on Mm -hmm. different maps. Mm -hmm. So now I'm actually to the point where I'm not the worst at sniping. It's probably something that I could be really good at if I'm committed to practicing. Look at Henry, looking so cute.
3: We all just looked at the cat for a moment. He's a cat. As he's if we adorable. could sense that he's looking adorable. He's, or he's looking
2: so adorable. So yeah. it's, it's just been so much more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Just in every sense of the term. The actual gear that you get to do and customize your character, I agonize over what I'm going to wear to each match. Both in terms of what are what abilities are attached to my gear because it matches your weapon. For example, if I get a headset, shirt, and shoes that all have a ability called Special Duration Up, that doesn't mean anything unless my special weapon is timed. Because, for example, if you have something called the Ink Strike, it's a one-shot-and-done. Mm-hmm. Special Duration Up doesn't make any sense for that one. But if I've got Special Bomb Rush, where you just throw bombs unlimited as much as you want... That's a timed one. Special duration up, very, very helpful. So it's like, oh, I get it now. Before I really wasn't using my sub and special weapons to the advantage. Now that I've been able to grow into the game a little bit more and continue practicing, it's like, oh, these are this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. The if you use them, up. the world opens up. If you use them correctly, you get a much better experience out of it. And like Zach said, it's always different. Mm-hmm. every level that's is different so and every weapon is hook, different every you. match is different yeah. and it's just like ah this is been freaking tastic that's the best that's it's, the best thing about like online it's just been phenomenal yeah, and then so of course fun. as I was talking about with the gear I like to look super fly so <laughs> not only does. does the gear <laughs> have to match the weapon it has to match your aesthetic like mm-hmm. you can't go in with your trail boots but your high end headphones on they don't match you just don't do that if mm-hmm. you're wearing the trail boots you have to wear your ski mask Absolutely. duh <laughs> it's just you just you just can't you can't can't, can't, it's gotta, it's got to be a certain way. To be right. And if it isn't, I'm just not gonna play. I'm just, I'm just I'm furious and I'm mad. And it's too hot in this room, and I have to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> too many bad things.
0: I want to be a fly on the wall one time watching. Hogan <laughs> yeah, fly. yeah
2: I would not want anyone to see me play. It's <laughs> that's bad. Well, that's every, why I'd be a fly on the wall. Every other time, it's <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> five if seconds.
3: If it makes you feel any better, last night me and my buddies went uh, one and eight in Halo, which is rare for us. We played nine games of Slayer. And we only won one time. And I remember at the end, I was like see y'all fuckers later I know I like like for me only- last night I was
0: playing Halo and it was actually a very good night for me maybe yeah. Jared I, yeah, was on the other team. The good no, team no no no
3: no, no, yeah, no.
1: I'm,
0: I'm getting better at Halo but I'm still like one match we, that we did lose but there was a point I looked at the score and I was leading my team in kills and I was like well someone better step up because <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to get us to there <laughs> <What's
2: funniest thing? laughs> if we lose and I'm on the top spot I immediately think oh that's why we lost because I was the best one <laughs> that's like, what if, I was doing I if, like, I'm, oh, the no, if I'm the measure of the team, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. If I'm like
0: I number should... two, and I'm like, okay, this is okay. This is this is good. Yeah, but like, if to... I'm the number one, I'm like, oh, guys, you've got to step up. You need
2: to <laughs> bow out, find another team.
0: <laughs> but Well, that's an excellent choice. Yeah. I'm, I'm very Splatoon. interested. I want to play Splatoon at some I point. Know, it you really is. It's to, just it
2: fun. It's just so much fun, and it really hooks you. It gets you immediately, and you're like, I'll just play for the rest of my life. This is my life now. I'm getting hot just thinking about it. i
0: like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let you cool off yeah, Jared. Take as, cool. I, yeah, as cool. I move into my number one. Now, my number one is uh, is a more recent game. It's the most recent game on this list, and it is uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor.
3: Oh. I know a couple, couple of my friends love that game.
2: Some just news about it almost okay. made my list, but I didn't have time, and apparently it didn't make it on there. <laughs> so forget <laughs> it.
0: Now, the thing about it, like I am a big Lord of the Rings fan, I love that. I love that universe. I love that the lore and all that about it. And so obviously when I heard about Shadow of Mordor was in development and all that, I was very excited, but also very apprehensive about it. I have been burned before Uh by Lord of the Rings games, specifically Lord of the Rings War in the North. Played it for my, it was like another role playing game Uh, on the PS3 is what I played it on and I was very excited about it. Oh,
1: was that a Sorry, hiccup?
0: No, a hiccup. nothing happened. What's <laughs> going <laughs> <laughs> um, on over here? And and I was very excited for it because it was going to be rated M, and I was like, "Oh, rated uh, M Lord of the Rings game? Like, nice. ooh, this is going to be exciting. This Not is war, this is War in the North. Yeah, I know." <laughs> and so, but then I got it, and the game was buggy as all hell. I couldn't <laughs> finish it. Like, there was like a couple. Like I would get to this point that I was supposed to be a checkpoint, and either a like the boss just didn't appear, so you couldn't advance. Or like I would get past it only to be like stock stopped at some other point. So I probably restarted the game three or four Ugh, times trying to get that. through that. Yeah, and that's I, all. eventually yeah. I was just like, I can't. Yeah. I liked it. It was really it was a fun game to play, but I, that just got wearing, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So if you
2: can't control what's happening in the game like that, if it's just a glitch, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't do so it. So
0: I gave it a couple tries, and then I had to peace out. So with that in mind, I'm like, okay, Lord of the Rings. You've got another shot to to redeem yourself <laughs> here with Shadow of Mordor, and so everything I'd seen about it looked really good. So I was getting really excited. Again, rated M. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this means good things mm-hmm. because you know. Granted, I understand with Lord of the Rings a game a, a, a franchise that has to to some degree lend itself to a younger audience. Yes. So I understand why they like most games before had been all rated had were like rated T mm-hmm. or. Or maybe even an E every once in a while. Um, but, like, I had played the Lord of the Rings Return of the King video game before. And it was a lot of fun. I really liked that game. What was that from?
1: Uh,
0: and so... Um, but so anyway, as I said, apprehension about this. Mm-hmm. But, oh my god, the game was so much fun. I've heard good things about it. It was so much fun. I
2: think my bro loves Shadow of Mordor. It,
0: it, so basically, you're you're this uh, ranger, Italian. And at the beginning of the game, you and your family are killed in det- by uh, some of Sauron's uh, lute- top lieutenants, mm-hmm. a- as a way to bring back the uh, to bring back the spirit of this elf lord Celebrimbor. Saur- <laughs> naturally Sauron has some need for him, and you don't know uh. what. But instead of of reappearing, the wraith the wraith uh, caliber was like his ghost binds himself to you and you don't die. <gasps>
1: yes,
0: but you're now this like half man, half wraith, Okay. Hybrid. Okay, I'm there. Continue.
2: <laughs> We're barely hanging on. And yeah. So this gives barely. you some like
0: supernatural abilities, like you're like you have a, like your bow and arrow. You use elf shot, and it's like these like s- spirit arrows and things like that, not actual like spirit. physical arrows mm. and things like this. You can like s- have like a, a you can see really far distances say, and get, like, tag ring your vision? enemies. Well, yeah, you can track vision, the yes. ring. Yeah, not not that you oh. can't do that. <laughs> but so uh, new. But you can like go out and like see where enemies are. You can track enemies and all this other stuff and see where various uh, like resources or whatever that you might need. It gives you like speed where you can like t- – like there's this one thing you can unlock where you can see a guy. He's way over there like on this tower and you can target him and then do like a a, a teleport attack where you'll Ooh. just like whip up to him and like immediately kill him. And it's the most satisfying cool. thing ever. That's awesome. And so, that, so the fact that, no, they're, like I never encountered any glitches in the game. Mm-hmm. The story was great. Mm -hmm. The combat was awesome. And it introduced this amazing system called the nemesis system where there were all these like captains and everything in Sauron's army that you could go after. And you, you know, they were like, just like captains and then war chiefs were like the big guys, but there was this rank system to it. So if you killed one, one would be upgrade, would be promoted and take that one's place. But if one of them killed you, and you fought them later, they would remember that they fought you. Oh, oh interesting. They'd be like, I thought I killed you. Then, <laughs> nice touch. Nice touch. And, and all this stuff. And, and so it was real. so that just brought this cool like sister and they would get stronger if they killed you. So mm-hmm. it just made it, it just added this ever increasing difficulty to it that made it very engaging and very, very, uh, fun to keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, as a result of that, um, it was it was the first game, and I've mentioned this before. It's the first game I've ever platinumed and a hundred percent completed. Right. I always forget. Oh, okay, that. that's right. Trophy I always, Man, I always Jarrett, think Man, it's Jarrett. The
2: Last of Us, Wilson. and then it's not.
0: It's not The Last yeah. of Us, sadly. It's yeah. Still not yet The Last of Us, but
2: that's awesome. It'll, and it
0: will never be. No, it will be. I will. It. I will platinum <laughs> The Last of Us someday.
3: It's. I don't it's, think I'll ever. It's platinum a goal for this year.
2: A single game. I'm an the only game it I've felt
0: really been. good to do it.
3: I bet the only one I ever did was Marvel Blast Ultra. Which i, oh, mean, yeah, I episode that before. <laughs> but that's it's tricky, you know, you gotta do some things. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: <laughs> things <laughs> do were some, done. Yeah. But the fact that they're that yes, in my opinion, like they were deemed like granted it wasn't the same well, it might have been the same developer. I know, I mean Warner Brothers Interactive had a hand in it, but they I think they just published it. Monolith is who created Monolith Productions is who did Shadow of Mordor. And it was just an excellent game all around. Had some incredible voice acting by our oh. uh, tr- our man Troy Baker. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Our good buddy, our good buddy, our good friend, yeah, shout out good to chum. chum, Troy. What up, Troy? <laughs>
1: How
0: you doing? Uh, and so uh, he was great as Talion, your main character. Oh, okay. um, you know, and then there are good appearances by classic characters like Gollum is do in you the get game. Get to
2: ride one of the worms with wings? No. Oh, you do. What get, kind of a game is this? You do get to ride
0: beasts. Oh. Like there are these, like <laughs> these. Beasts, I, love the, I love
2: beasts. Regular beasts. These
0: uh, beasts, caragors, you can ride, and they're like oh. they're like a cat. Hybrid kind of thing. I mean, it's like a, it's a mythical beast, but anyway, Lame. they look like saber tigers, kind of. <laughs> and you can ride those throughout the map and all that stuff. And they're like, you know, those gave you some advantages and all this. And it was just awesome. And especially like your takedowns that you could do, where you could like you could perform a certain like hit a com- you could your combat your hit meter uh, would reach a certain rank and you could do like an execution where it means you could just like one hit kill some dude. But nice. it had like this really cool animation for it, like. You could – like if somebody could be on the gr- – like a orc could be on the ground and you do the execution for it and you like take your knife and you like run at him and jump and tackle him and like stab him in the head but then yeah. fall to the ground and then roll under him and then come up and like stab somebody else and or just like a straight up just like chop the head off. and It was nice. all so fluid. The combat system was very, very fluid and once you got into a good – and then obviously the more you got ranked up, the more – um moves and special things you could do came you would, would come to you what the more moves and special things you could do to take out the enemies in en mass and it was awesome yeah, you sounds felt, satisfying. you felt very very powerful as a character Italian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so because of those reasons it because of my initial fear about what i was yes. going to be getting into but then with the ultimate unexpected reward and eventual platinum and 100% completion oh, it's that nice. is why History, Middle-earth Middle Shadow of Mordor is my number one. Very good. That's Unexpected, a big point in your life. Exceeded yeah. expectation game. I love it. I love it. So that has been our lists. As usual, please send us your lists of most of games that exceeded your expectations to our email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at teamchatpodcast and send us your tweet there. Send us your list there or, again, can't give enough shout-outs to our Brand, not spanking new, but just brand new Facebook page. Give us a like there. Share your list there. That was good. Those were good games.
3: Those were good games. I haven't talked about any of those games. Favorite I know. Unreal Championship, and Rainbow Six was a big one for me.
0: I know. Yeah. We just had a couple like brief mentions, of old ones, revisited some previous yeah, ones. Yeah, I it was love a, it. It was really good. I yes. liked all those. I very, Still. You know, nine games down. Nine games down. <laughs> out of the more 80 we probably talked about. <laughs> we got to be getting close to 100. we got to We're getting close to 100. We have games. to be. We have to figure that out. We yeah, to, we're going we to hit a wall. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of games.
2: Somebody go count.
0: Yeah, someone help. But... Thank you again for listening. This has been Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan.
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same every time. (laughs) We'll never get a good outro. We
1: just can't do it. Sorry. (laughs) And Zachary Parks. Later. See you all next time.